Welcome to Faith Fondue, a podcast featuring author and speaker Haley DiMaria and teacher and blogger Ann Strickers. Faith Fondue will feature a melting pot of topics ignited by a flame, our faith, and guided by the Holy Spirit. It's the week of November 7th, the 32nd week in ordinary time. And Anne, the holiday season is here, whether we like it or not. There is Christmas candy in the grocery stores. Christmas carols are playing on the radio. Some love it. Some are fighting for Thanksgiving's equal rights. Uh, I am just coming off of my candy corn sugar high and thinking ahead to planned holiday meals. So starting off that way, Anne, how are you? Wow, Haley, you really, you kind of summarized so many of my thoughts already. It's true. Um, you know, we can talk about the fight. I used to fight the good fight, but I don't know. I'm going to embrace the red and green mm-hmm. sooner than I have in the past. But today we'll also talk about All Souls Day. Um, as one of my former colleagues said, November is the month of saints and thanks. So I thought that was kind of a fun way to think about what we'll be talking about today. Um yeah, we'll just talk a little bit about some things that are going on um, in your home that brings some newness and maybe some normality or lack of normality. Um, I'll be talking about some events, the conclusion of the golf season, and um, we'll be talking about today's gospel reading from Mark. Yeah. So um, share it with us, Haley. Um, first of all, I, I have to admit the candy corn, the candy corn costume might be one of the best things I've ever seen. Um I said never in a million years would I have known there would be a costume known as sexy candy corn. And I, I think that was one of the better laughs. And I posted it on my personal Instagram, like kind of the story we talked about on the air, like no sexy teacher, no sexy librarian, no sexy cop. Um, people really ran with that one, by the way, they added to my list. I had no idea of the things that young people, teenagers, you know, young adults show up. Oh, sexy kitten was another one. Um, but I said, you know, never in a million years would I ever have thought that I would have to include sexy candy corn as one of the costumes. And people were like, that is so funny. And I said, you know, that was so organic. That was from our show because of your love, but you know, I love candy corn, but I'm going to give you the candy corn crown. Um, maybe a crown of candy corn is really, it's, well, it wouldn't last long. In, it wouldn't last long in my house because I would eat it. But I have to, you know, true confessions. As wacky as that costume might be, if I was twenty five years younger, I, I, I would have had. I would have been in it. So, <laughs> yeah, you probably would have looked great. To be honest, it's kind of cute. That's like the weird thing. It's yeah, just, it is cute. I never, I never really thought that candy corn could be a costume. So. Just, you know, creativity is, don't ever underestimate the power of creativity. Yep. No, definitely not. Well, and I love, I'm going to have to use that um, at some point. I love the idea of November, November being the month of saints and thanks. Um, yes. Yeah, that's kind of a fun one. And, you know, we talked about, we talked last week about this past week being, you know, All Souls Day and my sort of study and awareness of the saints. I think I'm going to call it more of an awareness. I don't know how much I've been studying them, but I've definitely been. <laughs> yes, you sound so erudite when you say that. Yes. Right, right. <laughs> so I'm going to say my awareness of it. But, you know, it was really interesting for me. I, you know, I've, I've attended Mass on All Souls Day before, you know, I, um, it's something obviously I know and I'm aware of. I love, you know, the tradition I spoke of last week at my high school, Xavier College Prep, in honoring, you know, loved ones who have passed. But this was really the first year where I've paid attention to 
you know, perhaps the true meaning behind All Souls Day, you know, honoring those who have died and passed before us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that has a lot to do with just, you know, what's going on in my personal life. You know, certainly I lost my my coach, you know, Tim Welsh earlier yeah. this year. His wife, as we mentioned last week, you know, really um, takes an interest in um, the All Souls Day. In fact, her the cover of our the cover photo from our our podcast last week was from her home. Um, and, and then, you know, also the, you know, the teacher we had who passed at my high school or my, the school where I work at, I was just, mm -hmm. I was very aware of people recently who had died. Wow. Um, a friend of mine had just lost her husband about three or two or three weeks ago now. So to think of all souls day, your all saints day in, in that context of really reflecting on and honoring those who have gone before us, um, was kind of a neat way to look at the holiday. It was, mm -hmm. it was a time to reflect on everything we've learned from people who have passed and, you know, the love that stays with us, the way we honor them, who they are. Um, so it was kind of a neat day for me in that sense, um, because I, I think I probably thought about it more than I normally did um, yeah. and, and tried to give true meaning to what the actual, um, you know, mass and day is for. Um, so yeah. for me, that was, it was kind of, that was kind of a neat exercise. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me but this you know, week. one thought in response to that, Haley, um, so, you know, November being a month to remember the dead and like the saints, I was thinking recently, you know, we kind of talked about this last week with, it wasn't a holy day of obligation, but it was still a holy day. And I was thinking about kind of Catholic culture and the way that we practice our faith and, you know, the traditions and the culture of being a Catholic. And I thought, this is not one that I want to let go of. Mm -hmm. I think it's so meaningful. And just like you talking about what that, that means, you know, and how, in your own life, you know, it, it will take on new, you know, chapters and, you know, feeling from year to year, but just that we have saints and, you know, I know some Catholics who've said, I don't, I don't like that we have saints. I don't, that does not resonate with my spirituality. I don't, I don't, you know, there, there are, there are, I've read areas of criticism that we could, and I don't want to get sidetracked on it, but I think it's personally, um, I do believe it's a treasure in the spiritual life of the Catholic church. So I love it. And I really want to keep it, you know, October is respect life month. And unfortunately, you know, that the issues with respect life, it's not just abortion, but it's, you know, respecting right. all life, but obviously, you know, protecting the unborn is a significant part of it. And I love that too, or the month of the rosary, but it feels like that one's maybe a little bit, I don't know, um, not as celebrated, but I'm also in a high school. So it's very different when you're in a, in a primary school kind of community, but I love this theme and, you know, we'll be moving into Advent next week, but just a small story from our conversation about the ofrenda that you put Jackie's picture, that she, the ofrenda that she, it looks like, is that in her home? It's in her home. Where she yeah. created that. Yeah. And coach Welsh's pictures in the middle of it. So my team played, um, you know, in central coast section championships in Monterey. And on Tuesday, when I was driving back, I, you know, there's a large Latino community in Monterey. Um, there's a lot of uh, migrant workers, for example, and, and farming area. And so there's a lot of times where you'll see fruit stands or, you know, people selling wares on the side of the road. But on Tuesday, everybody was selling marigolds. And I had learned through our school video that that is the particular flower that you include in a, in a, in oh. an ofrenda. And I understood, I was like, oh my gosh, now I understand like everywhere. I mean, it was not in one road stop. It was in 
probably eight of them. So I got to share that with my students. And I said, you know, I really, I learned something here. So I, I knew what that was about. Yeah, so. that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so the rest of my week after that, kind of that neat, poignant opening, um, you know, it, it, we are in ordinary time. Um, you know, sometimes I think we put ordinary time on this time of the liturgical year because there's nothing else to call it. I, there's really nothing else kind of going on. But, you know, life is ordinary sometimes. Um, and I think I think that's a, a challenge um, and an opportunity for so many people because a lot of, you know, for most of us, most days are can be very mundane. You get up, you go to work, or you get up and take care of your family or you got to go to school, whatever it is. And you, you go through the day and you get up and you do it again the next day. So ordinary, um, uh, doesn't always have to be boring or, or rote. Um, but it is what it is. And that's kind of yeah. how my week was, you know, water polo is over for us. My husband started a new job, um, where he is working out of the home for the first time in 15 years. Wow. That's a big shift. Um, it's a big Good shift job. for my dogs who, um, you know, at age 11 and four have never had all of us gone all day. Um, mm. So it was, you know, it was an ordinary week for us. You, we went to work, we went to school, um, we planned dinners. I will say we, we're, we are doing a lot more planning than we used to do. I think that's probably a familiar task with most people. Um, but it was, it was, there's joy in that too. You know, there's joy mm. in kind of cutting back to being the simplicity of life. You know, mm. what are we going to eat today? What are we going to do? What do we want to talk about? Um, yeah. I think there, I think we have to stop and so pause nice. and mm. enjoy those moments as well. Mm. Um, yeah. so that was kind of, you know, my week in a nutshell, it was, um, you know, just kind of transitioning out of fall into this holiday yeah. season. Um, it's it is here. Looking forward to it. You know, fighting mm -hmm. the urge to to turn on the, the I think they call it holiday carols or cheer. I'm not really sure what the actual serious radio station is called. Holiday. I maybe. have to admit, I I did yesterday. Yeah. I'm not even sure why. I, and I I turned it I turned it off, but I I did go there for a minute. So so well. So you won't hear any criticism from me. It does not bother yeah. me. I'm just not ready for it. Um, my yeah. husband is. Yeah. He probably would have started listening six months ago. But. Um, <laughs> Well, I watched a Hallmark Christmas movie, um, and it, it does feel a little bit premature. So, you know, I was watching that on November 6th. I had given myself a hard deadline of the 15th because last year I waited till after Thanksgiving, and I actually regretted that, that I waited so long. So I said, okay, let's do 1-5. And um, no, I, I broke the seal. I was really tired, and I was like, I want to watch this. And I did enjoy it, but I think... I don't know. Part of me is like that delayed gratification, you know, yeah. there would be some more joy and I don't know, ha. but um, yeah, it's interesting because my week was very different than ordinary time Haley. Cause my team completed our season. We competed, like I said, in Monterey, we took fifth place. Our goal was to finish third because we would be playing tomorrow. We um, played well, but not well enough. The other teams played um, that beat us. One team did, I mean, amazing. So it came to a conclusion. We were together, you know, I said a few words and I said to the girls, you know, you know, anyone want to add? And they were just like, thanks for a great season, you know, and they were grateful and we hugged as a group hug and it was good. I mean, it was a good way to end it, but that came to a conclusion. Baseball had come to a conclusion the night before um, when the Braves defeated the Astros. So it was kind of like, 
this, you know, all these endings as a baseball fan, you know, yeah. and then Buster Posey, the all-star catcher for the Giants, announced his retirement at the age of 34. He's been a giant his whole career for 12 years. And, you know, he's just a great role model. I mean, for, for young kids, um, he, you know, it has twins and then he didn't play last year because he and his wife adopted another set of twins. He's from rural Georgia. Um, I think they're moving back there, but he's just been a mainstay, a constant, you know, the catcher is really, I mean, your older son played baseball, so you know right. um, their role. Someone's like, they're like the quarterback. And I said, yeah, but they're also not like the quarterback because they don't get the credit the quarterback gets, right? right? You know, so right. it's a loss, but people are happy for him that there's just been great stories and great memories. And uh, yeah, so it was an, a week of conclusions, yeah. but, you know, moving ahead to this holiday season. All right. Well, you earned that Hallmark movie then because that's, <laughs> you, you needed that. You needed that in your life after those, those endings. Tell me about sure. it. Um, but, you know, yeah. speaking of role models, I would be remiss to not at least acknowledge um, my hands down favorite football game of the year, uh, the Notre Dame Navy game yesterday. Of course, I live in Annapolis. We were long-time Navy season ticket holders. My wow. kids grew up going to Navy games. Um, you mm -hmm. know, I actually, I was thinking of my son yesterday. This was his first Notre Dame Navy game as a Notre Dame student. Wow. Um, he's mm -hmm. been a Navy fan his whole life. He's probably been to more Navy games than he has Notre Dame games. Um, wow. Yeah, of course, no doubt he was rooting for Notre Dame, as we all do. Um, but, you know, I... You'll never hear the words, except for I'm about to say them right now, you know, beat Navy, come out of my mouth. I just, mm -hmm, I can't mm -hmm. say it. You know, there's always, yeah. you know, anytime Notre Dame plays someone, it's, you know, go Irish, beat Trojans or go Irish, beat whoever. Yep. And, you know, there are Badgers. people out there yeah. saying go Irish, beat Navy this weekend. And I, I just can't do it. Um, you know, I, I will never, ever, ever root against Navy. Um, I will always root for Notre Dame and and, and certainly want them to win. But I, I was so happy with um how the game went yesterday it was a respectable win for the irish you know there's always they talk about style yeah. points talk about rankings it was solid win um yeah. but it wasn't a blowout and it wasn't yeah. disrespectful i thought to the naval academy navy's having a tough year they've only won two games um they've had years in the past where they've been really good um and yeah. they've certainly beaten yeah. us and given us a, a challenge but um yeah. I thought it was a strong win for the irish i thought it was a, a you know a, it's a tough year for you know navy um, but the respect between the two schools is really mm -hmm. unmatched. Mm -hmm. I don't know yeah. if you find that in probably any other football rivalry. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if you'll really even find it in any other college, you know, collegiate competition, maybe Army Navy, maybe. Um, but it's, um, you know, it's just really, it's, it's such a yeah. neat and special game for us. Um, and, totally. you, you know, and I think yeah. one of the reasons I love it is, you know, all day yesterday and certainly during the game, I get texts from our former midshipmen, you know, oh, wow. hey, yeah. watching the game, hey, checking in, you know, oh, my yeah. gosh, thinking of you guys. You know, one of our yep. former mids sent a text that said, "Ooh, just saw the score. Not so good. Um, so I love that, too. It's kind of a yeah. connection to yeah. these young men who are now, mm. you know, adults, you know, many of them with you yeah. know, married with children. Um, and kind of that connection of, of our yeah. very, very, very small role um, yeah. at the Naval Academy. So really fun game and day for us. Of course, we're happy the Irish won, but, um, you know, we love our mids as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the, the beauty of sport is like it does prompt us to think of certain people and reach out to them. And 
um, yeah, there's no better feeling when like friends send who are not Notre Dame fans or Giants fans. Yeah, you know, perfect example, friend of mine at Notre Dame, Holy Cross Priest, the night the Giants played the Dodgers in game five, cheering for the Giants tonight. You know, like love it. Love when friends outside Notre Dame are like, hey, great win for the Irish. I mean, it is, it's such a great, but then you're talking about within even that, there's like a, the connection that you had with these mids and the actual game going on. So it's a great part of sports for sure. Yes. Yeah. No doubt it about really it. is. That's awesome. Enjoy it. Yep. Yes. So my spiritual stew this week um, comes from today's gospel. And, you know, I, I say it's one of my favorite readings. I think it's probably just one of the more popular ones. Um, I always liked it when I was younger because it was one I had heard of and remembered. Um, you know, and anytime you're a young person and you're going to church and you actually recognize something, that was always, you know, exciting for me. But this particular gospel reading, um, you know, has certainly taken on a new, um, well, it's just changed in meaning for me, I think, as I've mm. aged. And I think that's probably true with a lot of people and a lot of readings. Um, so today's gospel was Mark 12, um, 41 to 44. Um, and it's it's the gospel of the widow's might. Um, and this is, you know, it's the story where you have, you know, wealthy men come into um I guess it would be the synagogue, right? Yeah, yes. they're in the temple. Uh-huh. In the temple, right. Yeah. And they drop their large coins. Um, so they're making a large sound. It's very known, you know, because of the sound, everyone knows that they are giving a lot of money or at least a large sum. And then you have the widow who comes in and she offers, you know, these these small coins. Um, they're her last two coins. They don't make a large sound. They, you know, everyone knows she's giving very little from a monetary standpoint. Um, and Jesus is, says the words, you know, amen, I say to you, this poor widow put in more than all the other con- contributors to the treasury, for they have all contributed from their surplus surplus wealth, but she from her poverty has contributed all she had, her whole livelihood. So I love this because I really think about it. So you have these men and they give a lot of money. And you know what? That's important. Philanthropy is important. And it, yeah. it's critical for most organizations, certainly in most nonprofits, to have large donors. So, um, you know, you really don't want to take anything away from that because that's how the philanthropic world runs. That's how we have many of our churches, the arts, you know, there's so much out there that relies on, you know, philanthropy and those large donors who are giving those big coins, so to speak. Sure. But, you know, I always, I always, you know, think of the widow and the woman who gives everything she has and yeah. what a greater sacrifice that is yeah. to give everything you have and not, you know, a, a, a large amount that might be a small, small fraction of your total wealth. Now, is yeah. that large amount important? Of course it is. Um, and yeah. this is where I get myself in trouble, right? Because yeah. I find myself being a little judgy sometimes, um, you know, they're... You know, if you're worth a hundred million dollars and you all of a sudden gave fifty thousand away, okay, that's a lot of money, fifty thousand yeah. dollars. But yeah. it's not a whole lot compared to what you could have given. Yeah. You know, but again, who am I to judge what someone could give and what they couldn't? But I think yeah. we can all agree that the widow who gives everything she has is pretty extraordinary. Yeah. Um yeah. and so how do we do that? You know, not all we all we can't give all of our money away. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, we need to live, right? right? We need to function. Yeah. So what does that mean? It means we have to give our whole self. Um, yeah. It means that everything we do, our actions need to be in a 
in a way that gives all of us. And I, I, I think yeah. that's what Jesus is saying in this gospel yeah. or what Mark is saying, yeah. you know, through Jesus's yeah. words is, you know, if, if we have, you know, if our capacity for giving, whether it's money or love or of ourselves is, you know, you know, tenfold or extraordinary, yeah. then giving a little bit isn't enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. We need to really give our whole self. So, yeah. you know, I think it's, it's shared in terms of financial giving, but I think really he means that we need, we need to give all of us yeah. all yeah. Of ourselves. So, yeah. So, you know, I try not to judge. That's yeah. one of the things I am working on constantly. Um, but oh, gosh, it yes. makes me think. I know. Um, I know. This gospel makes me think. And I, I think that's yeah. what we're called to do. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I, I think you're right. I think I'm curious, like, how it has changed for you over time was one question I was thinking. And, um, you know, young people, I think people really get the message of this, you know, gospel. So we understand. But it's like, this woman has literally nothing. I mean, she lives in a society where, you know, as a widow, she has, so she's not supposed to be in public as a woman. She's supposed to be in private life. She's lost her inheritance because women, you know, women, when they're widowed, they, that's why like we pray for the Anawim. The Anawim um, are the widow, the orphan, and the immigrant. These are people who have literally no power they are totally dependent. And that's where you like to think of God as father. So I was thinking of like my mom and I were talking today about a, a child, how they're so dependent on their parent. And there's like this trust at, that your parent will pick you up on time and you know, that they will fall through with things. And this woman, what she shows is her, you know, ability to trust. And I think it's, I, today, my experience of hearing it was for me was different because the first reading um, when they talk about Elijah and there's a widow in that first reading, right? And right. Um, the prophet Elijah, you know, tells this woman about um, flour and baking a cake and like that she will never run out of flour and um, there will be enough to, you know, um, feed her, so to speak, and like a jug of oil and it lasts for like over a year. And so, it's just the, you know, the first reading is usually connected to this gospel. And so you have the prophet Elijah speaking the word before, you know, this Christ who's, you know, obviously the Messiah and giving a similar message, right? Like these people have, they have nothing to separate them from God, which is very different than the scribes um, who study the law. They know the law, that's their life and it's showy and it's, it's powerful and it's important. That's the other thing I, I struggle with. Like, you know, they have an important role, you know, I don't right. want to, if we're going to talk about judging, I don't, I don't know enough to know these scribes other than they are flashy and doing their thing. So to, for them to see her, right. The, she is suddenly the teacher, which is interesting because it's like, okay, what does that mean in our lives? Like other than what are we, how, how can we live not in the place of powerlessness, but total dependence on God. Right. That's, that one's really hard. That's a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, you that, are, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you asked, you know, what, how has this gospel yeah. changed for me? I think it's changed from, you know, what I had sort of mentioned is from a literal standpoint to, um, you know, of being money, of giving, you know, monetarily yeah. um, to giving of ourselves. I think that's probably the biggest shift. Yeah. Um, but I don't know yeah. if that's made me any less judgmental. So we'll, we'll work on that. I think, you know, 
being yeah. that, that will be one of my takeaways for this week is to, um, you know, and not even to judge, um, you know, sometimes I find myself judging why people give, um, or not just what they give, you know, why mm-hmm. are they doing this? Do yeah, they want right. people to recognize them? Are they looking yeah. for a pat on the back? Um, you know, and that's not my call either. Um, Mm. giving is giving. Um, but you know, there's also, you know, sometimes, you know, you even think of like, you know, a a parent's love and giving of their love and, you know, the expectations or the the parents have in return and, um, you know, even getting, you know, gift giving, that's, that's always a hot topic in our Mm. house. You know, do you give some, do you take something back? Do you return something that someone has gifted to you? And if you do, should that bother the person, right? You know, I I, and and my family's all over the place on this. You know, I I I tend to feel that if I give you something, I have given it to you, and it is yours, and you can do Mm -hmm. whatever you choose with it. You can throw it away, you can give it away, you can use it for yourself, Mm -hmm. you could resell it, right? A gift is given, right? You know, that's that's right. The attachment is gone, Mm -hmm. but. Oh yep. man almighty, you know, if yeah, I, yeah. that is yeah, not yeah. how the rest of my family feels. And, um, no, I know. you know, and it's, you get in trouble sometimes and you know, it is nice. You want to, you want to feel like your gift is appreciated. You know, I am not, I don't buy things for the sake of buying them. I try to put a lot of thought behind the gift. So, uh, you know, it, I would be sorry if someone didn't like what I'd given them because I would like to think that I had put thought into it. Um, yeah, but it's yeah. still a gift, right? So, right. um, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Tricky challenges. Well, we're going to have lots to talk about as we move through the holiday season. I know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, this isn't necessarily spiritual still, but um, one of this book that I read, The Four Winds, and um, it, it the woman has no power. Literally, she is, um, she, the main character's name is Elsa, and she is, her husband left her. So she's not a widow, but she's a single mother. She has two children, and they flee Texas because it's during the Dust Bowl and they come to California and these work they're working in the fields because that's all they can really do. And they're totally, completely exploited. And um, yeah, she's totally powerless. And I guess what I, I keep thinking, like, you know, as it relates to our stew, like, and what, when, when people find themselves in a power, in a situation where they are powerless, right. To me, this woman is saying that she isn't without, a choice even though there's no power she's like she's able to give in spite of that and this woman Elsa the main character is totally powerless but yet she still has her like dignity she still has her beliefs like she isn't compromised she's incredibly strong and that's why she's a hero you know so I don't know if you want to call this widow a hero but in some ways she's you know um saint spiritual mentor I don't know but it's like um, even when the chips are down or anything's taken from us, like what do we hold on to? Right. You know, and, and for people that's faith or, you know, like, again, this woman has her dignity, her respect, her education, her beliefs, like her convictions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important for anybody, regardless of the era to consider, you know, what do we have? Right. And I do think, you know, again, not, not reminding everybody that we are moving into the holidays again, but that's, um, that's that gets harder and harder to do I think during the holiday season you know my husband and I were um in a just a, a local mom and pop shop this morning and um we were walking through and they had a lot of Christmas decorations up you know very few Thanksgiving things a lot of Christmas stuff 
And I said to him, where, where, this is so commercial. There was, yeah. I said, there's no advent. There were, there was, there was nothing. I think there was, there was literally, and I should have taken a picture of it, a small box that looked like a, about the size of a matchbox on the counter as you were checking out. And there was just one. And it said, it just, it had three words on the front, Jesus, Mary, Joseph. And you right. opened it like a matchbox. You slid it out and there was three little dolls in there. And that was in the entire store of all of the Christmas, the only thing that really demonstrated what Christmas is. So, you know, you think of, you know, as I, as I hear you talking about this character in the book, um, and it is on my to be read list, I think that's what they call it. T to be read book, to be read list. Um, you know, she, she, it sounds like she's a character like the widow in the gospel today, who is so strong in her convictions, who's going to give everything she has, who really just has solid values, um, and, yeah. and beliefs. And mm -hmm. that is harder and harder to yes. hold yeah. on to during the, you know, during know. this Christmas season. Um, so we Great. really have right. to be aware of that. So, you know, know. If, if that's one thing we can take from today's gospel, it's just to look to these, you know, these characters in the Bible or in a book that you're reading um, mm -hmm. that really give us this model to hold on to what is truly important um, and to remember to and to remember to give, um, you yeah. know, as we're making those Christmas lists yeah. as well. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, you know, that's interesting. Like you just challenge our listeners to like really look this season, you know, where are you seeing the, where are you seeing the message of nativity of the incarnation? I mean, that's, I think a really great question. Um, thank you for that observation because it is so, you know, I mean, if we're going to come back to something, it's really this question of authenticity and, you know, we want something real. I think that's why the incarnation is so important because God became very real, right? He became right. one of us. But it's like we have all the stuff, you know, and we're making something because we're, you know, it's the holidays, but, you know, can it be meaningful? You know, how do you, how do people make it meaningful, right, for them? And for some people, it's just about family. For other people, it's about really, you know, the birth of Christ or, you know, Hanukkah or, you know, what, whatever that, that holiday may be for you. But I think that's a great challenge as a takeaway to consider where are we seeing, right, the meaning of this season other right. than a commercial and it feels good. You know, it does, you know, it looks great. Red and green look great. And I love the music and the baked goods and getting up for it. But it's also like, I'm a little worried, Haley. Like, I'm like, can I do this for eight weeks? I mean, I'm, I'm going to go for it, but like, I don't know. I mean, maybe there, there might be some real wisdom in keeping it from Thanksgiving Friday, Black Friday till the end. Yeah, no, you're yeah, absolutely you right. Know? I think, um, I, yes. Yeah. That's, that's a good challenge for us. And it's a good takeaway. Um, you know, as we move through this week, thinking of the widow, thinking of giving, um, you know, it is, it is the month of Thanksgiving. So we are all thinking of different ways we can give, whether it's food, whether it's dinners, whether it's, you know, I think there was a sock collection, a coat collection I just saw. So people are in the spirit yeah, of giving, but yeah. what are we really giving? You yeah. know, as our, when we give, are we giving like the wealthy people who are dropping in their loud coins that, um, yeah. just make a loud noise, but don't, yeah. um, 
you know, necessarily come from the heart or are we giving our last two cents, you know, again, metaphorically. Um, I think that's something for us to consider. How much can we give and can we give more? And, you know, the answer is probably always yes, but do we? And then we need to look at, you know, maybe why we do or why we don't. So those are pretty hefty questions for me to answer as well. Right. (sighs) Or, you know, if you really, you know, I was thinking as you're talking, another way to just kind of focus on it is if, if we took all this stuff away, like all the things that we have away, like, what do we have? You know, that's like this widow has the ability to give, Mm -hmm. right? That's one thing she has. Um, That's a freedom, you know, like that's a, a huge freedom. So yeah, if we took all of our gifts and, you know, but again, what would, what would we have? So right. Right. bring it. No. All right. Lots so, to, what are your takeaways? Any other takeaways for the week? So I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to relish in the ordinary. I think, you know, I, I, <laughs> I like it. I, I really am. I, I think part of, you know, the hype of the holidays is it's a lot and there's a lot going on and it gets very busy yeah. and that's exciting and really fun. Um, you know, that we have holiday traditions that I look forward to every year. Um, but I think, I think we also, my goal is going to be to really slow down, um, you know, this month or at least certainly this week, I'll take it a day at a time and, and, and just treasure the ordinary, um, you know, the, the simplicity of a day, um, Mm -hmm. and, and try to bring, you know, to kind of bring it back to that, to not continue to look forward to those moments that I'm grateful for, but to just be grateful in the moment, Um, I think that'll be my biggest takeaway. And then really keeping an eye on an eye or my heart on giving and, and what that really means and what that means for me, um, in terms of who I want to be like, um, in, in terms of my giving. How about you? Takeaways. Um, let's see. Okay. So my takeaway this week, hmm, well, my students, so my students are going to be doing an assignment where they have to take on a personal discipline. So, you know, ideally they would take on a spiritual discipline, but they can do a physical discipline. I've talked about my 21 for 2021, which is reading, Mm -hmm. but I would like to add the discipline of stretching. Ah, good for you. Yeah. Every day. So I'm going to give this assignment and I might tell them that I will engage in the assignment with them because the 21 for 2021 isn't going away. It's just not, that's good. The stretching is very important. So I might, you know, takeaway would be just to consider, you know, committing to a, a discipline. Um, and my discipline is, um, and sharing this with students, obviously creating the assignment. I think it's gonna be their final assignment. Um, and, you know, recording it and writing about it. That's part of the discipline thing, so. Yeah. And then, um, you know, this past week I've had just struggling with some classroom issues and I, it's just been really challenging. And I think what I would, I need most is, um, for people, for people who over think whenever we're in a position where someone's, where we're struggling, it is so important to feel heard and just supported. So it might just be like, I'm sorry, that's happening, you know? And so, you know, I have a role where I'm in some, I'm in a power role myself. So the things that I'm, I wish I'm getting, I think I would also be intentional about really trying to do. So just really listening to people, you know, especially if they're just kind of like something's happened, but also then, you know, I'm just sorry that happened. That goes a long way. 
Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Just for people to recognize that something's been hurt or harmed and just acknowledging like, Hey, that's, that's too bad. So yeah. the thing that I'm going to, I'm hoping that I wish I would have felt, I would like to extend to others. So maybe that's something for our listeners, something that you feel in your own life that maybe you wish for, you can work on, you know, giving to other people. Awesome. I think yeah. that sounds great. And I look forward to hearing how it's going. It'll be very Advent like. So that's yes. okay. We could start Advent early. That we could do <laughs> that we could do for eight weeks. <laughs> there you go. Just in our yeah, our continued extended holiday theme. Advent is now eight weeks. <laughs> exactly. Just won't be Double able to cups. find just won't be yeah. able to find it in the store I was shopping in this morning. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm glad you're supporting that store. Yes. You know. Yeah. I'm sure you were trying intentional about that. So yeah. All right. Well, Anne, have a great week. I look forward to catching up next week and um, have a great week to all our listeners. Thanks.